It's a ritual forever of federal retirement. You retire, you get part of your pension, while the Office of Personnel Management takes a few months to figure out what you are really owed. Now the Government Accountability Office has looked into the ongoing backlog and has some recommendations. Here with more, one of the GAO's directors for strategic issues, Yvonne Jones. Yvonne, good to have you back. Yes, good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Now, this backlog of annuitant calculation goes back so many years, uh, year after year at OPM. What made you decide to look at this now? The House Committee on Oversight and Reform asked us to take a look at this issue because, as you said earlier, there had been backlogs for many, many years. OPM was trying to address the backlogs, but they continue to exist. So Congress asked us to take a more detailed look at the factors uh, affecting this problem. And just give us a sense of how big the backlog is. I know it ebbs and flows. It's this 10,000 this month, 12,000 that month, whatever. But what's the sense of it and how long it takes for those annuitants to finally get their their calculations? Okay, well, we have a general sense from, from our work of how large the backlog uh, became from October 2015 to September 2018. So it grew in that period from 11,400 applications to 24,200 applications. Um, We didn't attempt to kind of look at it very closely on a month-to-month basis, but just to give you a little bit of background, under in non-surge months, that surge months are when OPM receives the greatest number of applications, that's January and February, uh, they receive about 13,200 applications per month. Under In more normal months, uh, OPM re- receives about 7,200 applications. So in January and February, OPM can process about 8,200 applications in those months. So you can see that they're falling behind quite a bit. In March, they are able sometimes to, em- to employ people in overtime status, so they're able to increase the application processing to about 11,000 per month. But still, they, can't, they won't have caught up with the surge. I should note, however, that in non-surge months, OPM indicates that they can process around 8,200 applications. So they're actually processing more than the number they receive. But because of the very large number of surge applications, that's why they have a backlog and why it's been increasing over time. It's a little bit like Groundhog Day because they know in general when the surge is going to be coming and how large it's yes. going to be. And yet, year after year, it surges on them. Yeah, that that's correct. OPM has some explanations for that. Um, first of all, they say that it's... Um, they have some they have had some budget constraints which may have affected their ability to hire enough staff to process ap- retirement applications both um, on a regular basis and also to hire uh, extra staff for the surge period for example in 2014 and 2016 they think that a lack of um, budgetary resources and also a lack of hiring authority may have prevented them from hiring enough people to deal with the application. We're speaking with Yvonne Jones. She is one of the directors for strategic issues at the Government Accountability Office. What is the cause of the backlog? Besides, Is it simply personnel or is it their process? And what were some of your recommendations? Staffing, but they said basically um, processing of retirement applications is paper-based. Even though OPM had tried a number of times to set up an electronic processing system. They don't have one yet. 
And in addition to that, OPM's retirement systems and agency systems are not integrated. They don't actually receive the retirement data in real time. That is, OPM doesn't receive it. And some of the paper processes are pretty basic, which includes um, putting together folders of all of the different documents that are required to to process a person's retirement, you know, reviewing, you know, all all of those requirements, and you know the steps are pretty clearly specified. So that results um, in time time delays. And as I said, they mentioned staffing shortages earlier. However, um, you know, we we did take a look at at the issues. We haven't we've identified a number of them. First, with respect to the lack of a an electronic system, um, we feel that OPM needs a basic IT modernization project plan that would specify the objectives, the cost ranges, and the timeframes. Developing such a plan is very complicated, so we think that, however, that it's reasonable that they develop a plan for the initial phases of the IT modernization project. We also found that they do not use performance information um, in processing uh, and determining the timeliness of the processing of the applications in order to, to use the results. For example, in 2019, OPM established a goal of processing all applications in 60 days or less, and they indicated that they had achieved that in um, uh, five of 19 months. However, they don't really have a very clear way of measuring that 60 days because it's an average of different processes. Um, We also noted that OPM has no... Uh, requirement to complete the different application processing steps in a certain amount of time. They they also haven't collected information on the strategies that they feel they're using to improve processing time. So um, they they don't measure, for example, the effect of increased staffing when they're able to add staff. They don't. They have cross-trained staff that they have to help during the surge period of processing retirement applications, but they can't provide data on whether that's an effective strategy or not. And they also have not been able to measure um, the benefits of employing people um, using uh, overtime. Sure. So it sounds like there are some basic management things there that they're not doing that they should be doing. But it's also fair to say that it's not entirely a problem of their own making if they're getting paper from the various agencies, and some people may have worked at two, three, four, five, six agencies in their career, and they're getting different formatted data on different forms and so forth from all those different agencies. That can happen, although OPM is, has worked pretty closely with the, with the agencies over time to help the agencies understand what are all of the forms they need, what is the information that needs to be filled in uh, on, on the forms, and so for, they offer training. They offer um, in-person training. They offer website-based training. They haven't uh, assessed the effectiveness of that training, but OPM does feel that there has been an improvement because it used to be that about 79% of the applications came in with all of the information. Now about 92% of the applications come in, but they still do receive applications from agencies which don't have all the information. We should also note that we learned that 
the agencies, the four agencies that we talked to, which are the Department of Defense, NASA, uh, the Post Office, and Health and Human Services, also trained their staffs to prepare the application. So, no, it isn't only OPM's fault, and they and the agencies have taken steps to improve the accuracy of retirement applications. Sure. And does OPM generally concur with those recommendations you've just outlined? We had six recommendations, and OPM partially concurred with uh, five five of the six and concurred with with one. So on our recommendation that they have an IT services modernization plan, what OPM said was that it has established high-level funding estimates for for the initial stages, but its ability to move forward depends on the availability of funding and coordination with the agency's top top leadership. So they did not feel that they could 100% implement that recommendation. On the second recommendation about enhancing use of performance information on processing timeliness, they partially concurred. Um, they responded that they measure overtime spending and they review daily work level in each each work unit and that this uh, helps them to assess employee productivity. However, we felt that there was more information that they could collect. For the third recommendation on examining OPM's assistance to agencies on retirement uh, applications, um, OPM also uh, partially uh, concurred with that recommendation. Uh, They agreed to add, for example, an explanation about disability retirement eligibility, which is quite a problem for them, but they disagreed that, for example, reporting data on the range of processing times would be beneficial because OPM believes it provides that information through other means. On our fourth recommendation to develop and implement policies and procedures for strategies intended to improve processing times, OPM said that a new case management system would provide better productivity and staffing data. But once again, it's dependent on funding and IT support. It did concur with our recommendation to um, examine its assistance to agencies on retirement applications and to seek more feedback from agencies uh, on uh, on its uh, assessments. On the sixth recommendation, it partially concurred with that one to work with agencies to determine, to determine if there are more cost-effective ways to make its error reports that it sends to agencies on the errors that each agency has. Agencies felt they were not user-friendly because they don't come in electronic form. So OPM agreed to take a look at that. All right. So everybody's got a lot of work to do. Yvonne Jones is yep. a director for strategic issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. You're welcome. We'll post a link Bye. to her report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Tune into the Federal Drive anytime. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.